Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. And better than ever, a new web interface for the rest of the NBA season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. But online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE50 to receive your bonus. That's B L E A V 50. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, folks, this is Jeremy Evans. I am your host of the Believe in Sports Law podcast. Today is Monday, November 29th, 2021. Hope that you had a wonderful Thanksgiving with your friends and family and loved ones. And uh, hopefully that uh, you had some safe travels and are back uh, now home, or maybe you're still on vacation. But uh, at any rate, glad that uh, you're with us listening to this podcast. And uh, today we are going to be talking about the growth of or potential for growth of news media and live sports on streaming platforms and sort of asking the question and trying to answer the question of will streamed media and sports ever catch up to entertainment and the way that entertainment content is now streamed. So this is episode 48 of season three. And uh, so let's get into the show. So you know, I think that this question has, has been asked uh, before uh, in maybe different ways, but I think that uh, ultimately the answer to the question of, well, streamed media and what we're talking about with streamed media is uh, like news media. Like, you know, if you're watching NBC News, ABC News, Fox News, this sort of thing, MSNBC, CNN, that sort of thing. So they're usually by the networks, right? And what we've seen sort of in the past is that the networks will control um news media and uh, live sports content. And so uh, that has has traditionally been the case because everything was basically on a linear television platform. So you would watch something live. uh, You would rarely uh, watch it recorded. Um, But of course, entertainment content changed all of that when entertainment content uh, began to uh, become streamed on platforms. And when I say entertainment content, we're talking about film and television, documentaries uh, that appear on, let's say, Netflix or Amazon Prime or Hulu or Apple TV Plus or the host of other uh, platforms out there like Paramount Plus and um, Peacock with NBC. So I think it's sort of interesting. While entertainment content uh, streaming has grown in an exponential way in the past, let's say, five to ten years, Media, uh, or in other words, news, uh, you know, news content and live sports has really taken a slower approach. 
And part of the reason I think for the slower growth in news media and live sports is that uh, those two um, sort of areas are are best consumed live versus on demand. Um, you know, for just as sort of as a as a sort of factual matter, news and sports uh, are really rewatched. You know, you wouldn't go watch go back and watch a former broadcast of the news. You wouldn't go back necessarily and watch a full match of a, um, you know, of, of a sports game that you have an interest in. Now, will you go back and watch highlights of sports? Absolutely. Will you follow sports on Twitter and other places, and maybe you have a reference back to some old plays? Um, you know, history has has a tendency to repeat itself, that sort of thing. But ultimately, people are not going back to watch things as they would, let's say, with entertainment content, right? Because with entertainment content. You know, there's a high chance that you're going to watch a movie, your favorite movie, you know, 5, 10, 15, 20, 100 times in your lifetime, right? And you might go back go back and watch an old television show that you have an interest in. That just doesn't happen with, um, with news and sports. It's just, I think it's the nature of film and television uh, when it comes to programming, uh, feature films or television series. I just think that it's just, it, there's so much complexity to it. Not there's not complexity in, into sports or into news media because there definitely is. There's been a ton of studies and um, research done on that. But I think what's really happening is that um, when people want to be entertained, they want to be entertained. And not that sports isn't entertaining, but it's just that once you know the outcome of something, you know what the news has said, you know it's what the, you know what the news is bringing with some um, either um, alert or some sort of update with, with regard to what's happening in the world or in the sports case, if you know the lie, if you know the score, if, you know, if you haven't watched it live, if you know the score, if you know what's happened, um, if you know the statistics, if you play fantasy sports, what have you, there's really no need to go back and watch it, right? We have limited time um, on this earth and we have limited time during the day. And so you have to use your time wisely to, uh, essentially figure out, okay, what am I going to watch? What am I going to spend time on? What, what do I want to fill my head with? Right. And if you have a chance to sort of just know the score and know the stats, you're more likely to skip over, you know, going back to watch it live. Now there is people who do record it and they will go back and watch it live if, if, or, or recorded to watch the live match that's been recorded. Uh, if they can somehow avoid, uh, any updates from the news media or any, uh, ticker tapes when you're talking about, if you're watching ESPN, for example, and the little ticker at the bottom that says, you know, here's the scores for the day. So if you can avoid that, great. But ultimately, the point being is, is that entertainment and sports and media content are really just consumed in a different way. I would put news and sports content in the same category as to this is best consumed live and entertainment content best consumed really on demand. You know, it, you don't have to watch a, a movie right when it comes out. You can go to the movie theater when you please. You can watch it. You can wait to watch it till you know, comes on to a streaming platform, what have you. It used to be that you'd wait for a VHS or a DVD, but obviously um, less so these days. Uh, there are some people who still buy those, um, but uh, I think ultimately it's mostly being streamed in this day and age. But I think that also, you know, television and streamed content, um, media content are not mutually exclusive uh, from entertainment content, meaning that you could watch entertainment and media and sports content uh, either as sort of being live right when it comes out, or you could watch it recorded. 
It's just a matter of preference, right? It's a matter of sort of what's um, what's been fed to us at this point. You know, what's sort of the the nature of the entertainment media sports space as it is now with regard to content and how do people sort of consume it? And of course, in this day and age and the way it's been for the last, you know, uh, five, 10 years with regard to streaming and prior to that, the last 50, you know, 60 years, uh, 70 years, going back to 1950s with regard to television, you know, it's really been done in a linear fashion. It's been done, and of course, they added satellite and cable packages later on, but ultimately, um, sports and news were consumed live, as were, you know, sort of entertainment. And you might watch an old movie or what have you, but uh, now with the streaming sort of aspect, it makes it a lot easier. But again, they're not mutually exclusive. You can watch these things on different platforms. There's clearly been a move of sports content to streamers. And there's been a move of news media content to streamers, just not at the rate that entertainment sort of film and television uh, feature films and uh, television series have done. So, and again, sort of this idea of sort of sports, it's like you can watch a highlight, you can see the top plays. I mean, ESPN literally has a top 10 plays dedicated to one of their shows. So it's, hey, you missed the, you know, you missed the, the game live, well, here's the top 10 highlights for the week or what have you, right? Or for the evening or for the day. So, uh, you know, I think even um, with baseball, the night on ESPN, they'll do a, you know, what is it? The um, baseball gyms, you know, and you'll watch the top 10, you know, fielding plays for the day. And of course, news, news media works in the same way. Um, and frankly, you're not going to go back and review tape, Um you know, from your performance, whether as a newscaster, broadcaster, sportscaster, or, you know, as a uh, fan uh, in terms of sports, unless you're, unless you're a player or a coach and you're trying to improve the product on the field or in the studio, right? Um, I'm sure that there's uh, trainings that are done with regard to news media or, you know, sort of you're looking back at your highlight, you know, your highlights and you're like, okay, well, I could have improved on this or I could have improved on that. So the point being that it's best consumed live, uh, but it's, again, it's not mutually exclusive. You know, it's not just entertainment content goes here on platforms and this goes here. Cause it, clearly there's a mix and you can still get television, um, you know, feature films and television series on regular cable and satellite. Uh, it's just that there's been a, a larger move to the streaming side. And of course uh, this is really true in the digital sort of media and social media age where information is immediately available to everyone as long as you have access to the internet or a mobile phone connection and of course there's an increasing sort of use of mobile phones to watch mobile phones to watch content um in you know in addition to televisions and that sort of thing uh but the the reality of it is is that news and sports travel too fast to be watched uh in in a delayed manner so now of course it's also true that a movie can be spoiled by knowing the ending Right. Uh, but there is still an underlying entertainment aspect to uh, film and television content, um, meaning that a consumer is more likely to rewatch a film or a television series than a news broadcast or sports match. Uh, it's also more likely that a news broadcast or sports highlights will be um, we watch to see a recap. Uh, but again, a majority of consumers will view it live. And frankly, majority of consumers will look at social media to get their news whether that's good or bad, um, or they'll get it from their friends or family in terms of sharing news. So it, it, we really do live in an interesting time and sort of this idea of whether um, 
we will see an increase in sports and news media going to the streaming side. I think there's some evidence of that, but um, we can discuss that as soon as we come back from our next commercial break. So this next commercial is brought to you by Lightbox. Say goodbye to dull gifts. Lightbox lab-grown diamonds are the brightest gift of the year. Using cutting-edge technology and innovative techniques, they've cracked the science of sparkle, creating the highest quality lab-grown diamonds you can find at a light price, $800 per carat. They have the same chemical makeup of natural diamonds, but just are grown in a lab. Because of their process, they can create stones in blush pink and beautiful blue, as well as classic white. Lightbox lab-grown diamonds are the gift they'll never want to take off, price that they won't have to. They really do have to make an outfit sparkle. Visit lightboxjewelry.com to add sparkle to your holiday shopping. That's lightboxjewelry.com. Lightbox diamonds, never a dull moment. So that was uh, our quick little commercial break for Lightbox Diamonds. We are now back to uh, episode um, 48 of season three. Again, I'm your host, Jeremy Evans, on the Believe in Sports Law podcast via the Believe Podcast Network. And we are talking about whether streamed media and sports live sports content will ever catch up to entertainment. So we have sort of talked about this idea that there's a potential for it. Uh, it's moving in that direction, but it's just taking a longer period of time because live sports and news media are best consumed live versus being on um, sort of a um, platform in a generally consumed, you know, whether it be cable television or what have you. Now, of course, that's changing. Uh, you do not need to consume sports on linear television. It's just the same as you don't need to consume, you know, news media on linear, linear television. But the difference is, is that sometimes technology doesn't caught up. Sometimes you don't have the Wi-Fi connection, um, you know, when it comes to um, sort of what you're watching. And uh, it just seems that streaming is easier when you have an uploaded movie or you have content via, via you know, a platform that's already there versus watching a live stream, right? Because you might have streaming issues with, you know, regarding, with regard to your internet connection and what your sort of speed is. But that being said, technology advances, things do change. So we'll sort of see what happens. But again, I, I don't think that news and sports need to appear on linear television to be successful. Um, but where advertising is concerned, consumers are accustomed to watching news and sports with commercials on linear platforms. And of course, when you're not going back to rewatch, you know, uh, entertainment, um, you know, like, let's say like in entertainment context, you go back and you might watch a movie or you might rewatch a television series or an episode or what have you. That's not going to happen with regard generally with regard to, um, live sports that have, you know, a sort of a, a occurred in the past or with news that's occurred in the past because people is already out there. It's already happened. You have the news, you know, they have the score, you have the highlights, you have all that. Right. And with social media and everything else, uh, obviously that's been expedited and it's more exponential now, but again, you don't need linear television to be successful. It's just that it's a little bit easier when you're not going back to watch something to have advertising dollars, whereas in entertainment and you're basing it on viewers, right? Well, the, the difference is in entertainment, when you're talking about film and television content series or feature film or documentaries or what have you, there's this idea that uh, there's this sort of increasingly sort of this increasing push for commercial free um, 
you know, entertainment content with an option. Uh, it's either sometimes they offer an option. They say, you know, here's the option to not have commercials and you pay more, or here's the sort of ad-based option, which is either free or a lesser price. And so there is some differences there when it comes to entertainment, media, and sports content. And I'll give you an example. You know, the annual NFL Super Bowl is literally, at least in part, viewed to see the commercials. Uh, that is not the case with entertainment. Um, maybe the closest connection would be when you go to the movie theater and you watch the um, the sort of highlights of the upcoming movies that are going to come out, right? And and so, but that's that's pretty much the sort of the equivalent of that. You're not going to see much more, um, you know, beyond that. So again, from the news and sports standpoint, since they're not rewatched, there's less value over time for things in the past because you already know the result. But with entertainment content, you often will rewatch your rewatch your favorite movie. So there is some additional value down the road with regard to viewership and and frankly with streamers with subscribers because that's really what they're after. They want that consistent money coming in every month or every year, depending on how you set up your platforms. And of course, entertainment also has the derivatives aspect of it, meaning you can use an older piece of content and renew it. Uh, you can either renew a show completely and you know you can make, for example, The Star is Born. I think that show, that film has been made, I think, three times in its history with the latest one with obviously Lady Gaga and um, Bradley Cooper. But you can have sequels, you can have prequels, you can have film to television and television to film options. So it, there really is a lot more to be done there. News and sports cannot be recycled uh, on the same level as entertainment, not even close. Now, history does repeat itself, and often you might see an old clip of a quarterback throwing a football, and you know a broadcaster might make a comparison to another player. They might have some sort of news piece on you know, history repeating itself. That's where you have documentaries, that sort of thing. But at the end of the day, there is a stark difference, I think, between entertainment content being streamed and sports and news media content being streamed. Um, but, you know, again, technology does increase. And I think once the networks and the studios and the streamers all kind of get on the same page, there might be an option and an opportunity uh, for news media, live sports, and entertainment content to all appear on the same platform and to have it simultaneous. Um, it seems sort of the approach recently has been more of a hybrid approach which we'll get into uh, sort of the end tail end of the show. Now there is some movement here with regard to uh, regional sports networks. These are those traditional sort of cable packages or satellite packages people would get, and you would get all of your sports teams on it. You know, so you would get the Lakers, you'd get the Dodgers. That's just an example that that currently doesn't occur, uh, but that's just sort of, or you might get the, the sort of mountain West Fox sports mountain West, right? When you get all the, you know, you get your Colorado Rockies, you get your Denver Broncos, you get your Colorado Avalanche, that sort of thing. But Bally's, which is obviously a sports gaming and casino group, did purchase the naming rights to multiple RSNs, regional sports networks, and they rebranded them, the Bally's sort of RSNs. Obviously, there's some value in that from uh, a branding standpoint, from sort of a getting involved standpoint. Um, but also, Bally's is now looking more towards a streaming forward approach or model uh, that would be direct interactive and hopefully be able to reach more people. This has obviously been the big complaint against the Dodgers and the spectrum deal and sort of how that played out. I think it's a 25 year deal for 20, 25 year deal for $8 billion. 
Uh, but of course, a lot of people haven't been able to consume that content, um, you know, because it's not on a streamer. And then, of course, there was a there was a long delay for a while with regard to um, how this might play out when it comes to you know, let's say if Discovery or Dish or whoever didn't carry um, the Spectrum Dodgers sort of channel, uh, then of course people won't be able to watch it. Of course, some of that's changed, but there's still a large portion of uh, LA County and beyond that is not able to watch the Dodgers because they're on a specific channel and sometimes platforms don't carry it. And of course this idea, well, if it was on a streamer and all you had to do is buy, you know, be a subscriber to that streamer, be a different story. But of course, that might devalue and will would likely devalue uh, the deal that Spectrum signed with the Dodgers and vice versa, uh, because then, you know, people could skip the Spectrum and go straight to the streamer. So ideally, what would happen is, you know, Spectrum would have a streamer that could use, and then people could access it. So we'll see if that happens. We'll see if on a large scale that will happen. But again, I think there's been this hybrid approach where you have sort of streaming and linear television. So you've got like you know, Peacock and NBC, you've got Viacom, Viacom, CBS and Paramount Plus. You've got this idea of ABC, Disney and Hulu. You've got Fox Nation and Fox News. So you have a lot of different options, right? And of course, you get your standalone options. You've got Amazon, you've got Apple Plus, you've got Netflix, which of course doesn't carry news media or sports at all, at least currently. And then you've got DAZN. And of course, when you're looking ahead, you, you sort of see uh, as you're surveying the landscape, you know, you have the Toronto Blue Jays looking to sell a stake in their franchise. Wouldn't it be ideal if there was a stake and a streamer to sell with it? And of course, you look at Endeavor and they had to sell off, um, as we've talked about previously in writing in on this podcast, Endeavor had to sell off many of its entertainment uh, production assets because of the deal it brokered with the Writers Guild of America or WGA to really get out of the sort of entertainment production stuff. And they can't own more than 20% of a entertainment production studio now. But of course, sports doesn't fall into that. So this is why Endeavor has pushed so much into UFC and getting uh, that sort of sports content growing. So the growth of sports content and streaming is not just limited to team sports. It's, it's sort of outside of that. You can get into this idea of non-team sports and, and really even outside of the big five when you're talking about the NBA, Major League Baseball, NFL, MLS, and NHL. So back to the question, will news media and sports ever catch up to entertainment and streaming? I think it really depends on how innovative the networks want to get when they're talking about distributing their news and streaming content. I think it's also dependent on how non-networks like Amazon continue to buy up sports rights, uh, where their only option is a streamer. Amazon doesn't have a network. They literally just have the streamer, which is good and it's successful. So I think we'll sort of see where this goes, but I think um, where networks control a majority of live sports rights licenses and news media stations, um, outsiders like Amazon and Apple and Netflix uh, could be very serious players in this space when it comes to news media and live sports. And it's definitely a direct threat to the networks unless they broker some deal to both have it on linear television and on streaming, which if I was in that space, that's what I would be doing. If I was in that position, rather, that's what I would be doing. I'm brokering uh, deals to uh, have it appear in multiple places uh, so more people can get it. You know, um, I think exclusivity is important, but I think that there is a way to sort of provide content to the masses as well. 
Now, of course, Major League Baseball has made a recent push into streaming, uh, but until some of these longer-term deals expire across professional and collegiate sports, there's going to be a delay uh, in live sports going streaming um, because those rights are tied up in sort of linear and cable television. Ideally, I think consumers will have multiple options and price points uh, depending on the services wanted. But, you know, time will tell because I think at the end of the day, what we're sort of seeing now is this idea that, you know, ultimately um, streamers are getting more expensive and um, streamers are, I mean, what was it the other day? I think it was Disney. Uh, Disney was offering a deal with uh, ESPN plus Hulu and Disney plus, and it was something like $75 a month, $76 a month um, for the non ad based version. So now we're getting back into cable prices. And of course, Disney has a lot of content, but that's just three platforms. It used to be when you had cable, you pay $100, $120, depending on what package you wanted. And you might get, you know, I don't know how many channels. And maybe that's a bad comparison because, you know, Disney might have, you know, let's say a million titles on its platform. It doesn't have that many, but it has more than 5,000, I would imagine. But again, I think comparing these things is important. I think understanding them and where these things are going is important as a consumer and sort of as a, um, you know, being uh, in the industry and sort of figuring this out. And uh, for those who want to get in sort of to understand the space, I think it's, uh, uh, we live in an interesting time when it comes to sort of streamed entertainment and sports uh, content. So again, folks, thanks for listening in. This show has been brought to you by Bet Online. I'm your host, Jeremy Evans of the Believe in Sports Law podcast. And I uh, always appreciate listening in and making uh, the Believe in Sports Law podcast the number one sports law podcast in the world. And look forward to uh, being back with you uh, next week. Thank you so much. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube